Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Unfiltered, no sugar added, not a sip of Coca-Cola around here, no Mr. Pibb, no nothing, no Dr. Riffick. Big K Cola, none of it. No sugar added. We diabetes free on the free range human show of choice. Your daily dose of reality radio. Only thing running through here is testosterone and B12. Good morning, Sean Yurkaran. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, how are you doing? Just uh, not a little under the weather this morning, but I'm, you know I'm making it along. Keep so. your COVID on the Kim Wade I microphone. Know. I know. I'm gonna. Is this Kim Wade's microphone? Yes. Oh God. Okay. I'll give it to him. Wait, no, that's not good. I remember he had it. Like that wasn't. Uh, he's immune now, right? I I guess. I mean, well, that, I don't know how long does that last for. You're the you're the COVID guy. I mean, it's forever. Immunity longer than the vaccine. Longer than the vaccine. I knew it was longer than the vaccine, <laughs> natural immunity. But I didn't know if like is it in certain. Peri- they were talking about something about this on the news this morning about there's um like a period of time or its effectiveness. I'm not exactly sure. Again, I'm not the COVID guy, so. I mean, look, I had it last year. I got it a year this month, a year ago. Yeah, and, um, I seem to get it every January. You've had it more than once. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I got Omicron on the January of twenty one. That did kick my butt. I mean, just, it just I couldn't do nothing. I was exhausted. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't. Think, I wasn't on my deathbed, but I was just exhausted. Then January of well, New Year's Eve week of twenty two to twenty three, got it again, and I had co- flu COVID. But it, but within three days I was over it and out celebrating New Year's Eve. Okay, I ain't saying I was one hundred percent. Maybe I was a super spreader. Who knows? But you didn't get it during that first wave, like in two thousand twenty. No, I missed that and Delta. It's me too. That's I missed I, Omega and Delta. And I was so stupid, man. This is where I thought. So okay, in two thousand twenty, I was dating this girl who was a doctor at Baptist, and she got it, and she was staying in my house. So I assumed I would have got it. I never got it, and then I remember my family got it. My dad and my mom got it in two thousand twenty-one Delta when it was real bad. And I had to go take care of him, and I, see, I assumed I was going to get it because I was at the house there with him making sure because really, he had a real bad case of it. And um, I never got it. So it, by 2022, I was like, man, I'm probably immune. You know, you read all stuff about blood types. I don't know how factual that is or whatever, but I just started kind of convincing myself that I was probably immune to this, and uh, then I got it. Well, I remember when it first came out, black people said that black people couldn't get it, and I just figured I was around so many black people all the time living in South Jackson that I, too, was immune. There was something and, and like then, that going and, out there then, initially, then, right? Yeah. Then Idris Elba got it, and we were all like, oh, crap, we can get it. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much disinformation about what was going But I thought that, to, that since you know, I'd gone through two years of it already that, and been around it so much, like everybody else had, but that there was just no way I was going to get this. And then that Omicron thing was apparently really infectious, and that's when I got it. Hey, real quick, we got a. Uh, 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 I want to give a shout out to somebody listening on the radio this morning on the way to school. Shout out to my uh, my good friend, our, our friend, uh, the mayor of Pearl, Jake Wyndham, and his son Staten. Good morning to you guys. Have a great day. Thank y'all for listening. 
to the show. I know uh, we got a Wyndham family friend here in the studio with me, as well as myself. So yeah, I've known the Wyndhams for quite a while. <laughs> always good to, to to hear from the Wyndham crew. So, uh, <clears throat> Sean, let's let's shift gears from all the we we're going to talk about the polo stuff, obviously. Sure. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, we 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 we, we I think we've kind of been on the forefront of that since the trial started yeah what right. happened yesterday was obviously not expected i mean i Here, certainly didn't see it coming. here's the deal do i want to give polo any any more uh attention i, I don't mm-hmm. but it but here's the thing right sometimes a story is so big yeah that you can't ignore it Mm-mm. especially when you have an affiliation a past affiliation with an individual yeah i would i in my mind i would lose credibility if I didn't discuss it, it would have been like people in pro football not talking about OJ. I mean, you were, you know, you guys were working together. Like it just, yeah. Like, of course they talked about it. Uh, I mean. Exactly. So, so, and the same thing with the with the with the goon squad thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I talk a I talk a whole lot about police and uh, all that, very supportive of that. I can't stick my head in the sand and ignore that either, especially when I live in Rankin County now. You know, so I had to talk about that. So, sure. more to the story is. When the story's big enough, we're going to talk about it. Are we going to talk about every story just because somebody else thinks it's big? No, but when they're local and big, that's what this the the nexus of this show. It's about local stuff. And I think the thing about the polo story is it's something that we've all probably encountered at one point in our lives. A similar situation to that. Well, that that's what leads me to this. Mm -hmm. I was going to do this as the question of the day Monday, but I decided to punt and uh, to today. And okay. and you brought it up this morning in our group text. So the question of the day is this: when when you're dating somebody and they cheat on you, who are you supposed to be mad at? Now I know the answer, mm-hmm. but there's some realities at play there. Yeah. Okay. So your girlfriend, as from as from a guy's perspective, your girlfriend cheats on you. Now, you you can't beat her up. Because that, that's really the person you're mad at, right? Sure. You can't really beat her up. No, not can't really. You can't, period. You cannot touch a woman. So so the the anger transitions to the other person by proxy. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're the fill-in for this. Do you think that changes? Okay, I know Polo and all of them are in their 40s. and 50, Polo's in his 50s, isn't he? Something like that. Uh, he may be close to his 60s. He's, he's a little older than he, than he looks. Okay. And then... I think doesn't this I don't know about you but doesn't this change over time like I think when you're younger you get mad at the guy sure right that's like he your dis- first because he disrespected, disrespected you yeah but the older you get you're like no I'm not mad at him I get that you know I'm mad at the I'm mad at her or right. vice versa I would think too okay well uh, let's be 100 here um if I got cheated on today I'd, I'd be mad at both parties whether whether the guy knew or not I'm gonna be mad at him even if you didn't know him even if I didn't know him I mean he didn't know I who mean, Clay Edwards was I mean, never I'm met a, him I'm gonna have to be mad. Okay. I might as well be mad at him, too. I'm not saying I'm right. Yeah. I ain't saying I'm right. Because the guy's just going to guy, right? Yeah. going to be a guy. I mean, that's... Yeah. And, and uh, there's other factors at play. I mean, does he know he's the side piece? Yeah, I guess. So, like, intent, right? That's almost like specific yeah. intent. Like, he does he know that she's seeing someone or seeing you in this example? Yeah. Like, she's seeing you. Then does that change it? But if he doesn't know, then he's kind of like, he's kind of a victim in a way. Okay. So, what if the boyfriend... Uh, we'll, we'll use me as the example here. I, 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 to the best of my knowledge, I'm in a very happy relationship. Yeah. This is going on. I'm just using me as the example. This is here. not real. Yeah, this is not a real conversation. So let's just say, for instance, girlfriend's having a relationship is, is cheating. What if I reach out to that guy and I and I politely say, "Hey, 
I know you've been with so-and-so a couple times. Um, I'm asking you to stop. I think that makes you weak. Does it make the guy weak? Yeah. All right, but what if I don't? What if, what if he doesn't stop? Then can I be mad at him? I guess you could, but I think your your more option would be to address it with her, not him. Yeah, in my opinion. What if I she, mean, I mean, or I think actually address it with no one. That's the time you'd be like, see ya. Yeah. Though at this point in my life, it's see ya. Yeah, it's just see ya. Not, it's not even. There's nothing even to address anymore. Like, what are you gonna work it out? I mean, I'm gonna go to Facebook, tell everybody my business. Yeah, just write it on. I mean, that's yeah. You're not going to be able to just. Uh, I mean, you're going to get past it. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess some people can. I mean, that happens, and you know, you see that when people are married for a long time, and something affair happens, and I can see how that. You know, they got kids and they try to work it out. But if you're just dating someone and they're like stepping out, then I mean, you know, hit the road, Jack. Yeah. That's kind of the way it goes. Uh, all right. So, question of the day, a short version, is if you're getting cheated on, who are you mad at? The person doing the cheating or the person they're doing the cheating with? Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Phone line, if you want to call in and get it off your chest, 601-879-0002. Because then we, you know, of course, at least it's like, we're not, I know we're not going to go right into the polo stuff right away, but the polo is an example of when, you know, you're, I wonder. Taking it out up. on the wrong person. Or was he Allegedly. Going, or was he going to take it out on Shadow? initially or was is that what he was there for was he there for davis and we don't really know that i, I mean for for certain certain so there's a lot of here's what happens people get in their feelings mm-hmm. people get in the feelings and you know we all we all fall in love at some point sure you know and you get in your feelings and you know when you fall in love and you get uh richard cooper the guy I listen to on YouTube, I've done a couple shows about his content, the red flag stuff, all that. He calls it get one itis. <laughs> that's good. When you get when you get one itis and you feel like that's the only one, there is not another one. Yeah. You know, you get one itis and, you know, you start making bad decisions. Sure. But as I get older, you know, I'm definitely like, I, I, I would like one itis, you know, because I don't want to be out there being in my mid 40s. Wondering who I'm hanging out with this weekend. Sure, yeah. I mean, they, you know, there's a lot of. I like I, I like comfort and security at this point. Yeah, you know. So anyway, yeah. I, 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 but to, I guess I'm getting a little off track there. But I, I guess I'm saying I understand why Polo got upset because when you fall in love, you get upset. And he was in yeah. love. I mean, it seems yeah. like he was looking at his text messages, his emails. I mean, he really, really, you know, he was all about shadow. Yeah. So I mean. So, I guess I I would ne- I can I'm never gonna say I can get why you would kill somebody I, that I don't no I mean outside of a self defense immediate you or me self defense type situation mm-hmm. yeah I'm not gonna go I'm not first off why go to the door with the gun yeah and again he has not been found guilty in a court of law yet so uh, I'm gonna say allegedly because they have somehow created some sh- pun intended shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Beyond the shadow of a doubt. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I could see it. I'm not. I can't see it. I would never do it either. But let's say you're married to somebody for 20 years, and you and everybody that's been married. I, of course, my marriage has never lasted that long. But people that have, they go through all the things that entail being married, all the hardships and all the difficulties with that. And then they stepped out, and they're like at your house, and you're like, man, I just put up with 20 years of this, and there's this dude. I mean, I, you know, I've just encountered cases like that over the years, and I, I could see where that – that's why there's a manslaughter law, you know, the heat of passion, and it just enrages you to that point. But some of you are just kind of your side piece that you're dating. Like, what are you, what are you getting so upset about? 
I mean, she uh, Polo didn't hang out with Shadow for twenty years and put her put their kids through college. I mean, he wasn't doing that. Well, do you think there's a difference in dating in a is it monogamous or is it non-monogamous? Which one's sexual? But monogamous is just you and one person. Right? Just you, okay, you yeah. and one person. If you're in a married or not, if you're in a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. with somebody, I mean, loyalty is ex- you know. Loyalty is expected. Sure, yeah. If you're just doing whether yeah. you're dating or married or whatever, mm-hmm. you're in a monogamous relationship. You know, I, I I I expect, you know, just you and I. You know, if you're in a non-monogamous, then it's whatever, regardless of your emotions, as long as that conversation was had and based on those text messages, that conversation was clearly had, whether he agreed with it or not. Yeah, I mean, and also the fact that he's married. I mean, what could he say? Now, his know? wife did testify. Or, or I don't know if she testified, but she, she gave a statement that they had been separated since 2020. That's right. He, that's, was he messing with Shadow before that, though? I think he was, wasn't he? Okay, so here's my recollection. So him and I started doing that radio show around the same time of the George Floyd incidents. It would have been Memorial Day weekend 2020. Yeah. Which, when, is, when is Memorial Day? Is that uh, May? May 29th-ish? So it, May 20th, June. 28th. So we started doing that radio show around then. Like sometime over the, uh, maybe it was right then, maybe it was right after that. Sometime in that immediate vicinity, she came on his show as a sponsor. Oh, okay. So you know, like in those emails, she was talking about, it, or in those, in her testimony, she said he had been in her inbox for like three years, and she finally gave him a shot. That now that all may be true, mm. but I'm, I'm trying to figure out: did that three years start in 2017? Okay. And up to that point in 2020, mm-hmm. when she he, she was a sponsor of his show on WPBQ, or did it, or did that when it started? And then three years, well, it couldn't have been. It would have had to started before then, based on the timeline of events. I'm vaguely remembering some testimony because there was so much that she said. I thought she said she got she met him in 2020. I want to say that 2020. Yeah, I think she said that. So excuse that, my that, voice, everybody. And then, <laughs> so then I remember this is before him and I had our falling out. I started this show, and I can go back and I can find the the post and the and the everything. But he had um he was living down there at the Ironworks building, and he had opened up a little bar uh, across the street in this other venue in the basement. Uh, and I'm familiar with that. I'm familiar mm-hmm. with that building over there, the, down the, the basement of the Ice House, I believe. He had opened up a thing, just doing like one night a week type deal. Yeah. And uh, there was she was involved, not involved in the bar per se, but she was in pictures with him and stuff down there. And that would have been 21, 22, okay. somewhere in there. So I'm curious where the, in the timeline started of he was trying for three years mm-hmm. before she gave him a shot. Or is that, or is that necessarily true that the three-year part – yeah, did um, hmm. I guess yeah, I guess we don't know. And it's just you know, because I, I think because I think it's important the testimony. I I think the fact that she sponsored his show for a little while, it, I think that's important to this. If we're going to use that timeline for how long he tried, because there were a lot of pictures of them together. Yeah, right. Yeah, there are. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I just remember seeing them. You know, and all that. So all right, let's take a break. Let's come back. You got a bunch of text messages here. I'm going to read all of them on the Guns and Gear text line, and we're going to dive into this polo. I guess it would be a non-verdict. Yeah, non-verdict mistrial on the jury. All right, we'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. We'll be right back. All 
All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at How About Guns and Gear. Get out there, see the crew. It's a good sponsor for the topic that we're on. Yes, absolutely. Uh, go see Hunter and the team today at Guns and Gear. They're coming off that big 2A tax-free weekend. Man, you got to take advantage of those types of events, that's for sure. Let's see here. Let's look at the uh, Facebook page here real quick before we go, which you can go find them on Facebook. Just go facebook.com slash ms. Check out Fred's deals of the day. And uh, look, we're always running a day behind here because <clears throat> they're not open by the time we start the show. So, But this is yesterday's. I'm sure they're still available if they didn't sell. Would you look at this? How about a 104-year-old Colt new service pistol, 45? That is a fine piece of machinery right there. A hundred and how? A hundred and four for only seven ninety nine, guys. That is awesome. How about a Smith and Wesson nineteen dash three three fifty seven mag with a six inch barrel? And that's what you need if you've got an angry boyfriend reaching out to you. Is but, that is that gun? That's a you know, that's a good good for that. I know it's another gun store that says this in their ads. That uh, a restraining order is just a piece of paper. Yeah, that's it. Go but, to Guns and Gear now. <laughs> but, but indeed, no, no, no truer words have ever been spoken when you're trying to sell a gun. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's for it. sure. But look, get out to Guns and Gear. Check them out. Home of No Limit Ammo. Also, they buy guns cash in hand. Well, I don't know if it's cash in hand, but trust me, their checks are good, and. They get you taken care of. Cerakoting, gunsmithing, they do all that, all the accessories you need. And uh, these are gun guys. You can go in there and ask any gun question, and they got you taken care of. They don't make you feel like an idiot for asking the questions. They are highly, highly intelligent individuals, very laid back, fun to talk to, good folks, right there on 51 North in Gluckstadt, Mississippi, right there at Yandale Road, right next to the all-new Booze Smokehouse. I'm telling you all, guns and barbecue. One day, one day I'm going to get a – a, a barbecue sponsor on here, too, that's located right next to a gun store. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're going we're gonna to melt all this together. Anyway, get out there. Check out Guns and Gear. Thank them for sponsoring the text line. Shop them online at gunsandgearms.com. All right, let's read some of these texts. Oh, yeah, I want to hear them. I'm kind of excited about these texts. All right, Chance says, on speaking of the Guns and Gear text line, alpha males move on from cheaters, beta males forgive these females, then they do it again. I don't know if any true words have true. been spoken. Totally agree. Let's see here. Unknown texture. If she is if she is stepping out on you while you are dating, then let the other dude have her. I mean, I mean, look, we we all know that's the correct answer. Yeah. But do you apply that? And it's harder to apply that in real life sometimes. That's a, right. That's like the textbook answer. But how do you? Yeah. How does your emotions when they come into it? Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Unknown texture. I'd be mad at both parties. And if you're just tuning in, the question of the day is: If you're being cheated on, who do you get mad at? The cheater or the other person, or both? I guess both is definitely probably the most realistic it's a, answer. Yeah, it's a popular answer. <laughs> all, I'm mad at all of us. <laughs> Burning <laughs> it down. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'd be mad at both parties. <clears throat> I've been cheated on before. One of my so-called friend guys wanted my girlfriend, and she was fine with it. She was a natural-born cheater. <laughs> Some people are good at what they're good at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you say? Richard, uh, <laughs> Richard texts in and says, there's a person that was married for 14 years and walked in. On an ex, on walked in and called it ex. Now spouse in the. I, I can't read that. Uh, he says worth it. Okay, I, I'm gonna have to read that one off air. Get my thoughts together and mm-hmm. reread it. Sure. Reagan can says, 
the only reason you would be mad at the party that cheated with your significant other is if she is if he is your friend. Yep, that's true. I, yeah, that is a that is a caveat true. there. But the, I guess the original mm-hmm. question was if you didn't know him. You don't know him. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. I had my I was talking to my buddy about we were going to talk about this on the way over here this morning, and I was said like if you slept with somebody that I was I'd be mad at you because he's like been friends for twenty years. But if it's somebody you don't know, then I think it's different. Yeah, unless they knew. Unless, well, yeah. I mean, I guess so. I guess you can throw that in there. Maybe yeah. it's still like I think if they don't know you, they're kind of like, why do I care? But then I can then, see that at the end too. of the day, why does, it, why does that matter? You're, it's still going to be the other person, whether it's the guy or the girl. Yeah, it's your significant other knew what they were doing. Right, they knew they're the one who's to blame at that point. But 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 I still think where the anger at the other person comes in at is it's a violation of space. Yeah, and and you know also you know that you've got a better chance of I don't want to say a better chance of whooping, but a more if you fight the other person, if we're, if we're talking about this getting physical, mm-hmm. it's just more natural for a guy to fight a guy or a girl to fight a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't end well for the girl either way, typically, if if she's trying to fight the guy or the guy's trying to fight her. No, of course not. And I mean, just ask any cops that have been on a domestic call. Yeah. That's not, I mean, which are always, what do the police say? They're always like the most dangerous calls. Yeah. Those are just those domestic calls. You know, know what's going to happen. Well, I was listening to, uh, I've been listening to this book, Clay Travis's new book, The American Playbook, and it was talking about crime stats and stuff in it. And somehow he, he, he got to a, a crime stat about, he said, most women in this country, that are mo- any woman listening to this book or reading this book right now, you're more likely to be killed by the person laying next to you in bed yeah. than you are any complete stranger out on the, out on the streets. It's true. You know? I mean... So, I mean, it's definitely true. Like, I'm just, you know, from my small experience over here, it's, it's, you know, you and I were talking about this off air. Chokeway says it's interpersonal conflicts. He's not 100% wrong about that. I mean, a lot of it is. I think it's that, misuse of the word interpersonal. Well, most he of the time. is, but we were talking about how, like, it's, it is people that know each other. Yeah. The random acts of crime, or I'm not saying it's rare, it happens all the time, people, but it's more likely than not that you're going to know the person. Now, you know, different cases I prosecuted, like, I was, it was, it, I had some that were just random acts that somebody, you know, an innocent bystander gets killed or one guy was, you know, he killed a few other people and then killed this one lady. Anyway, but that's not the norm, I think. I think it's more of a norm as, you know, either it's a gangsters that knew each other or, uh, you know, a domestic situation, something like that. They knew the person mm-hmm. involved in murder. Like, you know, the types of murders I think about that, that they don't know is like somebody walks into a liquor store and shoots the clerk. Well, he doesn't know the clerk and he kills him. And then that's a capital murder. These, these, house, these house parties where there's a, sh- a shooting or yeah. uh, uh, Birdland. The Birdland. I handled that one years ago. And, yeah. you know, the things like it's that happened. Though. But but it was but that case was involving somebody trying to kill somebody that they knew. The other person just got killed instead, but they were trying to kill somebody they knew. That was the intent of that crime. So, I mean, I think that, you know, that's the world's the same. He wasn't trying to just kill like a random person. It just happened because he shot up the place. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like, again, random acts of violence, like in Jackson, for instance, at gas stations, there's still, that's usually interpersonal violence and somebody innocent got shot. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens a lot. I mean, that, you of know. course, that does, but it all stems from some personal relationship. But, but a lot of it, too, is like carjacking's going awry. Yeah, that happens. Crime's going awry, you know. Here lately, these criminals have been uh, effing around and finding out a little bit. <laughs> they certainly have. You know, as, as well deserved. All right, Dagwood text in. says, what if they are both married with kids and he is big in church and a law enforcement major? 
Well, I mean, you know, you gotta, <laughs> I mean, we, I mean sound, that, sound, that sounds like a realistic. It sounds scenario. like a realistic scenario that we all kind of know about, but nobody's saying. <laughs> you know? Um, all right, so here's another one. How do I say this? All right, so I know I know some people. Uh, uh, they were both married. They were cheating on their spouses with each other. Mm-hmm. They got caught, and as they're going through a divorce. The spouses that were cheated, that were being cheated on, became kindred spirits. I've heard of that happening several times. And they started source. dating. Yeah. And, and and now you have a really weird scenario where nobody can escape their spouse, <laughs> their ex-spouse. Because like, I'm a firm believer that you need some distance. Yeah. Once a breakup happens, there there's three to six months of, of absolute zero contact don't want to run into you nowhere. Mm-hmm. Any of that kind of distance is needed. Yeah. You know, the last thing I'm going to do is try to get linked up with your ex's whatever I'm trying to, however you phrase that. I ain't playing wife swap over here. That's when you start deleting their their friends off your Facebook. You know how that happens when you're, when you're dating somebody, you break up. You're like, I got to go through everybody, their, their friend. I got to delete all of them. <laughs> somebody texted in and said, who do you who who do you get mad at? Everybody. The world sucks. <laughs> the world sucks. <laughs> Spartacus says, "Mad at the person who cheated." If you find out she did you a favor, leave. Well, th- there that's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, and, and I don't think anybody in the big picture disagrees with that. But that she or he, whoever we're talking about, yeah. is the the at fault party that's yeah. doing. This, yeah, of know. course, of course. They, if you find out. They did you a favor, like, hey, I'm glad I found out now versus later. Yeah. Regardless of how later it is, whether it's five minutes or 20 years, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, at least I got this much time of my life left. I'd rather spend it with somebody who, who's, who's not cheating. Who's not doing this to me, right? You'd, at least you didn't, I mean, at least you didn't get married. It sucks when you get married and that happens and you're stuck with all that. All right. Carl Ray says, plenty of fish in the sea. Go get another one. Don't ruin your life for someone else's mistake. Polo was in lust, not love. He is a thug that talks good BS and had all white folks kissing his butt. And I don't even know what, you know, the scenario that you and I are talking about, and I think the listeners are texting in, is different. We're talking about, like, people are actually in a relationship together, a monogamous relationship or supposed monogamous relationship. Polo is, you know, a married guy, even though if he's separated, I get it. Maybe that's a little bit different, but... And he's not – she's telling him we ain't exclusive. You know, mm. this ain't exclusive and Bobby's over it. So him getting mad about that is a little ridiculous to me. It's like whenever you're dating somebody and you both agree, hey, look, this is just casual. So, I mean, you can't just get mad when she's hooking up with some other guy when you've already kind of explained that, I think. Yeah, let, let's be honest, too, about this, like, casual uh, hooking up stuff. That's that's not actually a conversation that happens. Well, yeah, I mean, but you know how it. You know it what just, I mean. It just kind of silent. It just kind of happens, but you don't actually have that conversation. You know, traditionally, anyway. I don't. I don't think there's a. The only time a conversation happens is when you've been casual for a while, and somebody says, "So what are we?" But you were before that conversation. There's no you conversation. Were ca- you were ca- yeah, right. It was, it's like, it's, but it's implicit. It's implicit up. by what? Yeah, it's you. Uh, what you doing tonight? It's implicit, though. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. That that's not. This is not a. You yeah. can't get mad if she's seeing some other guy when you've had this implicitly casual relationship. Yeah, I think you know. Now, if you've gone other words like we're together, which we all get, you know, we all get that point, and, mm-hmm. and all that, and then that then that's different. But prior to that, you know, what are you gonna say? I don't share. 
I don't, I mean, you know, well, then you need to buy it, Clay. I mean, you know, that's the, that's the difference. We got, we got to take a break, but I, but I'm going to end this segment with the last word here. We can pick it up on the other side. I, the other day I mentioned a couple of times, I mentioned that there, there's a epidemic and I hope y'all's kids are out of the cars. If you're, if they're not, you need to change the channel. Um, there is a epidemic. We're going to say five, four, three, two, one. The, everybody in this town ain't a swinger, but man, they are out deep in these bars and, and nightclubs That's and, and restaurants around here. Yeah, we were talking about that in our group text with uh, you know this morning about the old Van Mark and, and all yeah. that was going on back in the day. And it's just, it, it is a and, and, I, and I'm gonna tell you, that only ends one way. Yeah, that in hurt feelings. Now I've never taken part in any shenanigans like that on the Bible, real talk. But I'm just saying that only ends in one way. So I mean, because it. Somebody going, somebody going to get mad. Somebody's feelings are going to get hurt, you know. And, and then you're going to sit here, and, and and you're going to want to put your business out there, but then you can't explain that you co-signed on this nonsense. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, mean, and so many people do. Like they're like, we were looking at that article a few months ago about the amount of people that do this, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of a difficult thing to. Well, you can't admit it to anyone. That's the first thing, right? It's hard to say, like, hey, guess what? We're swingers, unless it's to other swingers. And, like, and, you know, and, and you're kind of shooting your shot, hoping they are. Yeah, I mean, you're not. You know, you just you're not going to dinner and like saying, hey, guess what? Here's what we're doing. We got a pineapple with us. I mean, you're just not doing that. Like, like how many how many hints do you have to drop? <laughs> yeah. You know, how many licks does it take to get the center the center of a tootsie pop? Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM. Hey, guys, get over and see my friends at A1 Gear and Auto for all of your automotive repair needs. But, hey, what they specialize in, of course, they can do anything. Anything from your AC not blowing cold. My daughter's car is there right now for that very reason. And running hot. Don't buy a BMW. I've been selling cars for 12 years. And I'll tell anybody that'll listen not to buy a BMW. And what did I do? Mm. Bought a BMW. Don't listen to your kids when they tell you they want something. Anyway, I I digress. I took it to A1 Gear and Auto. <laughs> it, is being, it is being remedied now by Justin and the team. But they can take care of anything except diesel engines. But what they specialize in is your ring and pinions. And uh, I use the example all the time. If you just go and bought a new truck, new Jeep especially, all you Jeep people, you don't loaded the dash down with your little rubber duckies. And you put the big wheels and tires on it with that lift kit. You go you done gone and seen Corey and the team over at Mack Hike. And you done bought a new Jeep, you done jacked it up, and done, done all that. And you're like, Man, why won't this thing get out of its own way? I'm gonna get run over trying to merge onto the interstate. It's because you still got the factory ring and pinion in there. Get over there to A one gear and auto, let them beef it up for you, get the right gears, all that stuff in there. And get you rolling down the road, son. Get you back getting out of the way. Getting out of my way in particularly. As I'm coming down I-20. Trying to get the heck out of Jackson. Coming. <laughs> what's that song? If you're going through hell, just keep going. Don't slow down before the devil even knows you're there. Before Chakway even knows I'm there. Speaking of Chakway, uh, old, old Rakia got knocked down. Man. I mean, Wow. 
I, I Justice, mean, congratulations to Justice Gibbs. I mean, way. like that was that was domestic violence. Woo, man, what was it like sixty nine percent to something to thirty nine percent? I got it. I think I screenshot it. But hey, real, real quick, kind of wrapping up with A one Garnado. They're located right there on forty nine South in Florence. If you're heading south on forty nine, they're going to be on your right. You pass through Richland, pass Tom's Fried Pies, go down about another mile, and right there on your right, big white building, big red sign. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot on this station about our sponsors because we can't do this without them. We don't get state funding. 60, 70, 80% of our, of our, uh, our funding does not come from the state of Mississippi. We don't take a single penny of taxpayer dollars to fund this operation. It is all these small businesses. So when y'all get upset with us, and you're like, oh, man, y'all, there's too many ad reads. Well, it, it, it's like this. There they, they won't be no talking if there ain't ad reads. Mm-hmm. That's how we keep this operation afloat. And that's how we get to do what we do. That's how we get to have these wild conversations like we're having on the radio this morning. Yeah, Gallo can't say this, right? No. He's not allowed to do that with the state contract. I, I, I don't think anybody is. And I mean, honestly. <laughs> so so you know, they they got a they got a red phone in the studio that lights up that says, You can't say that. You can't it's a direct line from Tate Reeves. You can't say that. The direct line to Tate Reeves, right? It's like the <laughs> it's like the law, the nuclear line at the Soviet Union. Yeah. You can't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> That, that that is fictitious, by the way. I do not know that that's to be, that's factual, but in my mind, that's how that is. In any state politician that don't like what they hear on WGOP over there has a direct line to say, "Don't say that." I don't think Gallus can be talk, talk about pics in your inbox either. I don't think he's going to talk no. about that. Mm-mm. I just couldn't see that. It'd be funny if he did, though. I mean, yeah. I'd tune in for that. I wish a politician would try to call here and tell me not to talk about something. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, Gallo yeah, talk about stepping sure. out on your woman. Sure, 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 you're, sure. We're not on the air right now. Yeah, <laughs> say that. Say that again. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Shifting gears. Go to A One Gear and Auto. Next. Are we having a problem shifting gears? Definitely go to A One Gear and Auto. Next. Yeah. Rakia Lumumba. Smackdown. You know, look, man. I I have said for a while. Now I'm not a fan of hers. I'm not a fan of no, that. No, really? I, don't, I don't like anything to do. I, one thing I am a fan of that she is somehow through her hustling managed to wheel together is the stuff that she did with Benny Ivy and them, the strong arms of Jackson. She helped, oh, okay. she helped them kind of get their funding, whatever the case may be. I may, I may be speaking out on that, but I want to say that was partially her brainchild. She helped with some stuff. I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak wrong, but I'm a huge fan of that. And I know she had something to do with it. Okay. I, I, I do like that. Not as in replacement of law enforcement, but is in addition to, to these these mentor programs, these uh, credible messenger programs. Okay. I'm, I'm a fan of that. So I, I have to call a spade a spade, just like I did with uh, Brother Lamumba hiring Wade as the police chief. Mm-hmm. Good job. However, uh, the one good thing you've done doesn't trump the hundred bad things you've done. Sure. And uh, I could go on and on and on. I'm glad she lost. the, the And it's, it's, it's encouraging to know that a Lumumba wasn't able to pull the wool over voters' eyes anymore. Yeah, I think you know that's a it's that the um it, is it a referendum on Chokeway too? You think? Uh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely because well, part of her district I think was in Richland. It it it's Ridgeland. Ridge, it Ridgeland. Yeah, because I actually drove by on um, that way and uh, there was people with her signs in Ridgeland okay. yesterday. So I didn't know that either until I drove by and there was people holding her signs out in Ridgeland. So I mean, I, I think outside of the little corner of of hell known mm-hmm. as jackson for the most part the lumumbas are toxic yeah and then i mean the gibbs family name is really good 
you know, Robert Gibbs yeah. and then now Circuit Judge Deborah Gibbs. I mean, so and I don't want to take away from their victory. Yeah, either. I mean, it's, 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 they've got a good family name and all that kind of stuff. I could see that they they won on the school board. Mm-hmm. You know, she lost. I don't want to say that she caused her loss or her no. brother caused her loss, but I think it's definitely a referendum. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it helped. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, Gibbs is a, was a decent no, candidate. Yeah, yeah, family, and I think that um that hel- that hurt her and the fact that the you know the but again, I mean, can we name one good thing? Other, well, Joseph Wade, that's the one good thing Lamumba's done. We've got one good thing. But that's, but that, that's, that we've got one good thing. Again, a broke, clock's twi- a broke clock is right twice a day. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you have to make a good decision, even if it's on accident. Yeah, I mean, we were looking for the thing that he did that was good, but we finally found something after, you know, and, and, and <laughs> we'll, one thing. And we'll see how tight his hands are. Now, I did see one really cool stat the other day. Maybe it was on. Uh, Maybe it was on Jackson Jambalaya. I just assumed that's where I saw it at. I think 20-some-odd officers who had left the force have come back since, since he uh, got sworn in or since he became assistant chief, you know, interim, inter, interim chief, now chief. Yeah. So I think that that's a big deal. You, you get guys with JPD experience, good cops, back at JPD. I ain't got nothing bad to say. Can you imagine if we have Capitol Police and a, and a really well-run JPD together? That's well, gonna that that's gonna change a lot in the city, I think. We got to take a break again, real quick. But I'm just gonna tell you, I got this pulled up already. Uh, I'm gonna give you a stat about to let you know what Capitol Police has done mm-hmm. versus what had tracking last year. Jackson's at 60 homicides right now. Okay, all right, 20 on this date in 2022. Last year we were at. 81. Hmm. So we're 21 homicides off the pace from yeah. last year. Th- that is a big number. Yeah, that's real big. That's a big mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about other violent crimes and everything else. Mm-hmm. They don't track that here on WLBT's Murder Tracker. Yeah. But just in sheer murder, reported anyway, 21 less. That's great. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's great. Th- thank you, uh, thank you, Capitol Police, and thank you, uh, unimproved JPD. Yeah. Let's take I mean, a break real quick, come back, land the plane for the first hour. We got a whole other hour to go. We're going to peel back the Polo trial and get into all the big questions. What's next for Polo? Hour two, coming up next. I'd read here for the last couple of minutes and, uh, and skip it to the next hour. Sean, let's celebrate Clay for a minute. Okay. Uh, you know, I've always been known as one thing, and that's humble. <laughs> um, that's obvious. My, Very obvious. My first, you know, I, I'm famous on TikTok. You know, yep. we, we already know that. But I'm super famous on TikTok now. I did a rant video. Uh, two days ago, it's been 48 hours now, and it just reached a 1.1 million views, which makes the first time that I that my face and one of my rant videos has surpassed more than two or three hundred thousand. Definitely first time it's hit a million. So it's I mean, incredible, super duper famous now. Yeah, you're super famous, super duper famous. Um, you're a big gr- deal, groupies. I am in a happy relationship. Leave me alone. But it, what the the video is what I realized though. What the video, what it's about was Joe Biden limiting Americans to only two beers. And what I've noticed is this has actually been the one thing that out of all everybody, the thousands upon thousands of the Clay's fans who have commented on this. Thing, Wait, you said what? Joe Biden wants to limit us to what? Limit us to two beers a piece a week. A week? A week. Now. All right. I'm, I'm, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the MAGA Defense Fund website. And donating a hundred dollars right now, <laughs> like so, MAGA, I've switched MAGA, my vote. MAGA <laughs> has your support. This is the this is it. There's a lot of demarcation. Two beers a week. 
Of all, like, like I said, uh, the thousands and thousands of the Clays fans, every single one of them in the comments agreed this was a line too far. We have finally found what brings America together, and it's cold beer. Sorry, Bud Light. You missed a great opportunity to take advantage of this unification of America. Did he say what kind of beer it was with the two beers you get? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a difference between two Bud Lights and two, like, Southern Prohibition. It could be whatever. It's <laughs> Andy Gator, Yingling, Bud Light, if that's, your, if that's what you want, Corey. Two would just piss you off. It ain't even going to get, you know, I mean, that's not even fair, man. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Point nine FM WYAB, the free range human show choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It continues. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurt Karan, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app. Just search WYAB. And of course, we are pumping across the airwaves here in central Mississippi on 103.9 FM. Good morning, Mississippi. All right, Sean, this segment. Seems like a good time for an ad read, okay. uh, since we skipped it the last one. This segment going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watkins Construction Roofing. Guys, you know we've had a we've had a pretty calm summer. Uh, Florida is not having a calm summer oh, no. right now. Yeah. I was I was watching uh, all of the hurricane coverage there as I as I was getting ready this morning, just thinking. Man, if anything ever, like that ever happened here, Watkins Construction Roofing would be the first number I would call for my complimentary roof assessment. So, look, you know, Mississippi, anything could change. It's been a hot, hot summer. Uh, I think we're going to have a late hurricane season. I wouldn't be surprised if another one comes up. And, you know, when it does, it can spawn tornadoes and bad weather up here. And, heck, you just never know in Mississippi. And anything can happen. So keep a good roofer on the speed dial. And uh, start by just checking them out online at WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Again, uh, if you need, or heck, I'll tell you another good thing is get your roof replaced now before a storm comes through, and you won't have to worry about it as much. But neither here nor there. Check them out, WatkinsConstructionInc.com, locally owned, locally operated, and uh, they will work with your insurance companies. They're going to stay in communication with you the whole time. Uh, Buddy of mine had a for our friend Renee had a tree fall on his house over in Bellhaven. Have they have they already got it knocked out? Or have, um, they uh, were there yesterday. Actually, they were there yesterday. Yeah, they were there yesterday. That's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, they were know, out there yesterday to get to get it lined up. So, mm-hmm. uh, just great communication. Uh, my buddy Casey at work had a leak on his uh, in his roof of his new house, and uh, boom, got it taken care of in no time. And it, it was only like a not to put anybody's business out there, but it was only like a seven hundred dollar repair. And he said, "Man, they treated him like he was getting a whole new roof." Yeah, that's kind of what Renee said. It's like it's just been great service. Yeah, I mean, definitely recommend them. And so, I mean, whether you're whether you're hitting their minimum or, or, or getting a whole roof, they treat you the same. And I think that says a lot. I think what Renee said because you know, of course, this is the first time this ever happened to him, and he yeah. said Johnny was just so knowledgeable about what to do and the whole process and everything like that mm-hmm. that it kind of really made him a lot more comfortable because he yeah. said no, he just didn't. You know, because I mean, a lot of times you buy a house, what do you know? I don't. I mean, I don't know anything about. Oh, I have a home for the last seven years. I still know nothing about it. Yeah, you know, it's nice when there's people that are good at those things that come and help you out and tell you what to do. They're, they're not going to mess you over either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Johnny Casada over there at Watkins Construction and Roofing. The whole team over there is great, regardless who you end up with. Uh, just happen to know Johnny personally. All right, let's take a call real quick from Derek, and then we're going to jump to the polo stuff. Hey, Derek. Hey, that's what I was calling about was polo stuff. Mike, what you got? Um, if I was one of those jurors and just you know just being a rationally minded person, I think I would come to the same conclusion as well. I, I don't know, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because the defense raised an interesting point. Why wasn't she a suspect? 
based off of past behavior and based off the fact that she was a, a, a felon in possession of a firearm. Why wasn't she charged with that? You know, I didn't. I didn't even think about I that. Didn't point was it, Oh wait, yeah, I know. I remember, Derek. It's because it was her son's gun. That's what she well, said. Well, you was still her son's. can't be around a weapon, regardless. Well, if, if he if he has ownership of it, he bought it. Then then you can. I mean, then you're not going to get. I mean, just saying for experience, like you're not going to charge somebody if their son's living in the house and it's their gun with being convicted felon firearm. I mean, oh, yeah, so yeah. so but is that the case? Because I'd always heard like say. Say for instance, you're talking about like constructive possession kind of situation, right? Well, mm-hmm. say, say for instance, I've got a friend of mine that's a felon riding in the vehicle with me. Mm-hmm. If we got, I was always under the impression that if we got pulled over and I had my firearm with me, that they could go to jail for being in the vehicle with a firearm. I mean, that, that is that is true. That is true. You cannot be around them. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, well, I'm curious to know if I was that defense attorney, well, where did you find this weapon? Yeah, I've encountered, wait, I've encountered that situation several times, and maybe technically you could do that, but let me say, actually, if it's your gun, Clay, and we're in the car, let's say I'm a convicted felon, they're not going to, and you could prove it's your gun, Yeah, I'm not going to get charged. If it's, if it's, like, yeah, like, why, should her, office, why yeah. should her son have to give up his second amendment Yeah, rights? I mean, it's, it's that's not going to happen. I mean, yeah. I've had that come up several times, and if you can prove that it's your weapon, and I'm the convicted felon, and I'm the prosecutor, it's just not going to happen. Okay, let's go on. It, it, it's been actuality. I, I, I love this conversation. I want to have it broadly, but let's let's move on. What's your next point, Derek? Well, my next point is this. I can see why the jury came to, the, to that conclusion, you know, because you got two people, one extremely unreliable, and the other is a braggart. Now, but him being a braggart, is that a reason for you to dislike him? Well, Is that I, a reason for you to label him a murderer? Oh, braggart. Yeah, I got you, got you, got you. I, yeah, I was being proper braggart. Excuse no. me. <laughs> okay, I was rolling my A's. But, <laughs> yeah, but is that a reason to convict him of murder? You understand? Now, I understand Shadow, whose name is ridiculous, I might add, is not on trial. But, again, you make yourself make yourself so horrible that I would have reasonable doubt. I really would. Well, I think that's what happened. Yeah, well, at least a few of the jurors. I mean, but uh, Derek, how would you explain uh, um, Polo just signing to take eating a little nice trip to New Orleans right after it? I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't that bother you? I mean, the, circumstance, there? the circumstantial evidence looks really bad. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, uh, oh, yeah, now, again, it would. It would. Now, this is what I've noticed about jurors. A lot of the times when a person is innocent and they run or they flee or they do anything, they don't look at that. They look at the mitigating circumstance. Okay? Just like in the Casey Anthony trial, just like with the um, the woman that killed the pastor, you know, shot him in the back with the, sh- with the shotgun, and she said, why? She fled, then came back and used the excuse that her husband was making her dress up like a prostitute in the bedroom. First of all, I thought bedroom activity was off limits in a court of law. Right, the what now? Let, 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 let's 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 stay on let's stay on the polo thing. Yeah, I'm kind of. No, no, I, I'm using it to example as to why a jury might, you know, sway the way they do because she was clearly guilty of killing her minister husband, and by some people's accounts, not mine, he's clearly guilty of this. But then again, there's some uh, mitigating circumstance in there that would make me have reasonable doubt. Now, I, now I could make the argument. Uh, like let's say, say for instance, it was me, and I went down to New Orleans. I was like, hey, it was hot. I, I, they all thought I did it. I needed a minute to get my thoughts together and get my game plan together, get my team in place, something like that. That would be my 
why I got out of got out of Dodge answer. Like, hey, I wouldn't do it. They were convinced I did. I had to get out of Dodge for a minute. Well, how does he explain, uh, explain his cell phone pinging right next to the house or what four streets over? Well, I would I would I would say that if he if he had any kind of technical background or somebody that had one, you can easily make a phone give back my locations. All you got to do is I think click your um, the about like ten times, and then that opens the developer options. When you go into the developer options, you can turn on a feature called mock locations, and you can make that phone look like it's anywhere. That's the argument I would have made because everybody does it. Good stuff. Thank you, Derek. I um. Let's do this. I mean, I don't know that Polo turned on mock locations. I think he was pinging off that tower in Clinton. Yeah, you know, the AT and T. I love hearing the other side of and it. And I mean, maybe you can do that. I don't have to look at yeah. it. I've never, I've never seen that in a trial. Every time I've used uh, cell phone tower pings, but but according to what the evidence was, I mean, he was pinging off that tower eight minutes or so before the murder. Yep. So explain I, look, that one to me. I just, uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm not the jury. I don't want to sit up here and say he absolutely did it. But if I was on the jury looking at the evidence that was presented, I watched 90% of the trial. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the audio wasn't the best. I mean, you really had to watch and focus. But what I saw, even with Shadow being questionable, and again, I, I'm biased because me and po- Polo don't like each other. Right. You know, I mean, just straight up. He tried to ruin me, you know, putting all that racist stuff out there. Didn't work. I am a bit biased. But looking at the evidence, uh, I think I, I, he'd have been guilty. I, I, mean, I, I, I would have been on the guilty side. I know we talked about this yesterday, but first of all, why would Shadow want to kill Bobby? Is anybody, you know, I mean, is there just a reasonable explanation for that? that that's a great question. I mean, you know, like what, what, what would be the, what, why? What would be the motive? I mean, he was over there, they clearly, uh, best of their knowledge from my understanding through all the text messages, there was nothing, they were not having sex. And they weren't. I mean, he may have been trying. Yeah, I'm you sure know, he, he was. He, but... working his way in. I mean, I, at the end of the day, I'm not going. We're all trying, Clay. I mean, we're all trying. Let me, let, just... let me eliminate a future excuse here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If, I, if I'm if i over at some random girl's house cooking turkey necks and collard greens, I'm trying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're all trying. We're and not, I'm not just not... doing a friend favor a favor for a friend. Yeah, if that, if, if that were the case, we'd take it over to our buddy's house and watch football. I mean, you know, like, that's, I, that's I, what we do. Like, if, my, if my girlfriend's listening right now, baby, if I get called over cooking for somebody else, I, I, I'm trying to cheat. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm trying, you know. That, that that is just talking from a guy's standpoint right here. He was trying. Yeah, of course he was. And I mean, it can't blame him. Hey, man, that's no. what we, we all, we've all done that before. Yeah. So I think, um, but I mean, so like, I don't know why she'd want to kill him. What would be the point? Yeah. All right. So what do you think from your, your I mean, that's the great thing. If y'all don't know, Sean's an, a former assistant DA in Hines County. I mean, he was right up under Robert Shuler Smith. I mean, he's prosecuted a million cases. I mean, we don't. There's not a better person in Jackson to have this conversation with than Sean Yorkron. So, uh, Sean, what do you think the jury saw? I mean, do you really think it was Shadow? Did, was she the kink in the <clears throat> in the armor here? Yeah, I mean, I think I think her testimony was just so. She just like I said yesterday, she came across as a bad person, and I think that stuck in some of their minds. Excuse me, <clears throat> my voice cracked today, but I think that stuck in some of their minds. You know, she had that manslaughter conviction from 2001, and I think that that obviously created reasonable doubt in some of the jurors minds which i mean it wouldn't have to me but of course you know again i'm biased too i got my own bias i'm pro state yeah. you know i look at things from that thing and from the prosecution aspect but it looked very obvious to me that polo was the only person that was going to kill bobby davis and, and just based on me thinking like things like what's the motive for her to do this 
And why is Polo going to New Orleans? Why is he even over there at that point? You know, minutes for the murder. It just didn't make any sense. But they obviously saw that, you know, based upon her history and her presence on the stand, which we all watched that testimony. Heck, it's been turned into memes all around the city on Facebook and whatnot. I mean, she's a little ridiculous. It, uh, you know, and you can't, you know, when you're in the state, you take the witnesses as you find them. Believe me, I put many people on the stand that I'm just sitting there cringing as they're testifying because they never tell you. Like when you interview them, they always get on the stand and say something else. I mean, it's like or something you didn't expect. It's just it's just the way it goes. It's just part of it. You know, I don't know if they get starstruck in the courtroom. They're not used to it, and it just happens. Now she happened to have this emotional outburst, and she also looked kind of like she was the Black Widow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these guys were dying around her. Like that's what I mean. Like she was. Yeah, yeah, she looked that way, and um, she had that gun guy she killed, and Bobby's dead. Polo may go to jail forever. I mean, she just looks like a rough human being that people didn't I, like. That's I what it. I think. I, I, I agree. A hundred percent, but I still don't think that that gives you an, a, a valid excuse to kill somebody and get away with it. It does not. I mean, it does not. It doesn't. I mean, I don't know how who she is takes away from the value of Bobby Davis's life. I don't, I don't understand that one at all either. Yeah. I mean, she's. I mean, because I mean, I can't tell you, Clay, how many cases have had. Usually, when you're a witness to a murder, most of the time, not all of the time. You're not generally the best person in the world either. I mean, sometimes you are, but a lot of times there's drug deals, there's whatever things are going on. So it's not always that you're in the right place at the right time. And of course, that's not every situation. There's many situations where it's different. But and um, so I mean, the fact that she's she's a rough person shouldn't have taken away from all the evidence in the case, in my mind. But it obviously did, you know. And again, I said this yesterday. Tom Fortner is a great lawyer. He was able to create reasonable doubt in the minds of some of those jurors. Not all of them, obviously, or. And um, that's why it hung up. All right. We're going to take a break real quick. We're going to come back. We're going to play a video from WLBT. Uh, attorneys for both sides in the in the Polo trial, uh, prosecution and defense, neither one believed the deadlock jury was tainted. So that's good. Yeah. You know, but both sides agree on that. I think that's good for the justice system around here. You know, you got somebody screaming uh, that type stuff. It, it, it ain't good for us. And I, get, and I just got a tweet from a direct message from Brandon Presley. Oh. Uh, running for governor of the state. Um, uh, defending his uh, his uh, finally answering my question about mask mandates. Oh, great! So we'll we'll get to that answer. I'll let you know what he sent me on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Sean York Karan on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Ellis Autoplex. Goodbye there. See you, boy. This week, I'm there till 6 o'clock every day, except Saturdays. We close at 3. I will work late on a Saturday. You just got to let me know. If you can't get by there to 4, let me know. I will. I'll squeeze you in. Look, I like to make money. And sometimes sometimes money is made after closing hours. So uh, let me work around your schedule. Holler at me. But even if it ain't me, if you got to get there early while I'm still on the radio, see one of the other guys over there, Casey, Jason, Junior, any of them, located right there on Highway 471 in Brandon, Mississippi. Little truck city, as we like to call it, because we specialize in trucks. We know our customer base. Y'all like trucks. We like selling trucks. Come buy a truck from us. We got some cars, too. We guys also got some SUVs. You're looking for a great first-time vehicle for a kid or yourself, for that matter. You just want to get. You don't want to go spending $20,000. I got a gorgeous Toyota 4Runner right now for sixteen nine ninety five. Uh, Two wheel drive, but it's got it's got some bigger wheels, bigger tires on it. Just looks really good. Uh, the gear and miles elude me here on the spot, but go to our website, check it out, ellisautoplex.com. dot com, and don't forget, I say it every day: we buy vehicles. 
Don't go trade your vehicle in in one of the big dealerships. Come sell it to us and take that cash. Because money talks. Take that cash to the big dealership and use it as a down payment. And uh, we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you fair market value. We ain't some marketplace scammers. You ain't getting a fake a fake certified check from us. You ain't getting a bad check from us. We're going to give you a good local check. You can go cash today. Just bring your title with you. And uh, Hey, even if, it, even if you don't have your title, if you still owe money on it, we'll buy your car, by the way. So come see us, Ellis Autoplex in Brandon, Mississippi. Shop us online, ellisautoplex.com. All right, before we go any further on the polo stuff, yeah. y'all know I've been on Tate Reeves and Brandon Presley's butt for the last week. I want. I wanted a statement on you know with all this COVID talk that's getting kicked back up nationally. But so they they want to try to, in my opinion, usher back in mail in voting for twenty twenty four because they know Biden ain't got a chance unless they cheat. COVID getting brought back up. Well, I think that unfortunately that's going to make a big impact on state elections because I don't think anybody, Democrat or Republican, for the most part, any sane individual anyway. Sean, you're a Democrat. You you interested in any more mass mandates or lockdowns? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't. Th- is anybody interested? Is there one person that's really wants to do this again? I, I can't imagine. <clears throat> I can't. I can't. I can't. I mean, I mean, I know there's some weird yeah. jobs out there. They're wearing the masks in their car still, and most people maybe they like it. I don't know. Maybe some se- sexual thing. I don't get it. But I, it just, I know. I mean, at this it, point, it, it might be it, something it, like that. At this point, it's the same people that like to get choked. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, it's I just, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, well, yeah. Well, Brandon Presley's reached out. He just sent me a direct message on Twitter, um, and I saw. I pre- again respect to somebody that reaches out, whether I agree with you or not. And you know, typically, I don't agree with Democrats, but I wanted to know: Will you say now that and Tate Reeves finally, after my video got a hundred thousand views, talking about it, finally came out and released a statement and says that we will not be going back to any mass mandates or any or any uh. Lockdown. So he did use a caveat, and Jameson and Chris Hinkle pointed this out, and Jameson, I think, discussed it too. Tate said widespread. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered one of the big talking points Tate had during COVID was we're not going to do widespread. We're going to do we're going to be more like surgical precision. So if there's a certain area with an outbreak, we'll do mass mandates and lockdowns there, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So he gave himself an out. To say, okay, all of Hines County's got to got to be on a mass mandate, or all of Rankin County, or wherever, you know, or the schools, or something. Yeah, school the schools, or something yeah. like that. So, there's a little interesting little caveat there, and I'm, I appreciate Chris and Jameson mentioning that. But anyway, here's his re- reply. It says that uh, he sent me a screenshot of something, and he didn't actually take time to type it out. But he said, uh, so it's something to do with Magnolia Tribune, and, and uh, <clears throat> let me read here. Magnolia Tribune reached out. To the campaign of Democrat gubernatorial candidate Brandon Presley to ask if he were elected governor, would Presley reinstate statewide mass mandates or seek to restrict public activities in any way as COVID cases rise in the state? However, at the time of publication, no response has been received. And then they updated it. After the publication of this article, Presley's campaign responded with no in reference to the question of whether the Democrat gubernatorial candidate would reinstate a mask mandate if he were ever elected governor. I, I, you know, And I waited till we got on air to read that. Yeah, I did, I did not read the response because I, I like to give my lifetime reaction to stuff, not have a plotted and planned reaction. I, 
I don't know if I mean I, I know no means no. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no means no. I'm a firm believer in that. But no, no what? Because at the end of that, it just said mass mandate. What about lockdowns? Ask him. Maybe he looks like he's answering you. Why don't you ask him? Yeah. I'll Brandon, you're going to do lockdowns? Let's see. Clay wants to know. Here we go. We're, li- we're live on the radio. So just to confirm. He's obviously responding to you, so might as well To confirm, that's no. That's. I, I can't type. That's no mask mandates or lockdowns. No, as in none. I like. I mean, you got to be specific with people. Yeah. Or, okay. as, or as certain people say, you have to be pacific with people. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. Specific versus pacific. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So while we await his response, mm-hmm. let's listen to this video. This is from WLBT. This is on the Polo trial. And uh, we're going to pick this conversation back up a little bit. And I got some other stuff I want to talk about today, too. And, I'm, and I got a story about how I learned a lot of life's lessons through Memphis rap music. So this is uh, interesting stuff here. All right. Hold on. WLBT News starts now. No verdict reached in the William Polo Edwards murder trial after the judge gave jurors hours to... No relation, by the way. <laughs> ...to make that decision, and a night to rest, they still remained deadlocked. Investigative reporter C.J. LeMaster has reaction from both sides to the outcome and what could have caused it. C.J.? Well, Courtney, and news of today's mistrial spread like wildfire through social media, with supporters saying the state had no case and others wondering whether something might have tainted the jury. Today, lawyers on both sides of this case stopped short of saying that happened here. It's important to note that many people on the jury found that... This is uh, George Soros-funded Hines County DA Jody Owens speaking. William Elvitz did commit this murder. But not enough to reach a unanimous decision. The six-day murder trial for William Polo Edwards ends with no verdict, guilty or not guilty, and both sides claiming a victory of sorts. You called for a mistrial many times for various aspects of the case, things that prosecutors did, etc., even extending into closing arguments. Um, are, are you satisfied with this result? Um, well, I'm temporarily satisfied with the result. I'm, I'm more looking down the road to figure out what's what's going to happen next. While we disagree with the, the outcome, we think that it's important to note that there was a not gu- was not a not guilty. It was not a not guilty, which means that people did think Mr. Edwards committed this crime. And we look forward to our day in court once again. Edwards remains charged with first-degree murder for the shooting death of 45-year-old Robert Davis. Defense attorney Tom Fortner introduced a dozen examples to the jury of reasonable doubt in the case during Monday's closing arguments, one being that he said Shadow Robinson, the state's only eyewitness, killed Davis. Fortner also claimed the jury might be tainted when the judge pushed deliberations to a second day, but now he says he has no reason to doubt. Out their effort. When the jury comes in the box and the judge asks them, okay, you all went home last night. Did you read any social media? Did you get on the internet? Did you do anything that I told you not to do? When they say, no, we didn't, I, you know, that, I got to trust them. I mean, they're the jurors. They're decent people. So I don't have any problem with, with where we're at right now. Davis's family briefly addressed reporters after the judge's ruling. We are disappointed um, that we did not get um, the verdict uh, today because this has been a long journey for us. I want everyone to please to re- to please remember that justice de- delayed is not justice denied. Um, we are looking forward to the verdict that we were waiting to hear today. 
Now, Hines County District Attorney Jody Owen says they plan to retry Edwards for murder. Edwards remains behind bars, but his attorney says he may try to get him bonded out. That being said, that could be an issue. Edwards could be a considered a flight risk because shortly after Davis was killed, he fled to New Orleans where he was captured. To the clean side of the Mr. Big family. <laughs> Let's take a call real quick. Sure. Hey, you're on there. Oh, good morning, Clay. Uh, nobody was there. Nobody really know what really happened. Then you got a, a witness who have committed murder before, sound, to some similar aspect. But you know, nobody was there. So, you know, on the other radio show, they're saying he know he was guilty. Dollar this, dollar that. You don't know unless you had something to do with it, Mr. Brett. We all know they was over there uh, splitting up bribe money. Did you know that, Clay? No, I mean, I, nothing would surprise they was over me. over there splitting up cl- Some prominent uh, figure came to the house, and it was said that they brought seven, so many thousands of dollars. Uh, and the figure who supposed to have been either had to been Creedia Calhoun or what the other guy, Chrysler. I, hey, hey, Master D, I appreciate it. I just don't want to get into get into potential slander uh, on the radio, but I, I do appreciate it. And again, with, with Hines County stuff, absolutely nothing would surprise the clay. Um, Sean. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll go, we'll extend here. We'll go an extra three minutes. Um, bond. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee him getting bond? I mean, you know, I think uh, CJ said it, you said it, everybody. It's kind of, he's a flight risk. That's a, that's a problem. That's the whole reason I thought he was going to get convicted because he's yeah. in New Orleans. He's, yeah. He tried to get away and get on a cruise ship because he's so innocent. Anyway, and um, it, yeah, it's going to be tough for him. But, of course, the argument is that he's already had a trial. And, uh, and it's a mistrial. And, you know, he's entitled to some kind of bond. I mean, there's going to be two competing arguments by the defense and the, and the state. Um, I think he'll, he won't get one. And um, that they'll retry it rather quickly. I think Judge Peterson will probably do that. Like, okay, this I'm just going to tap into your experience <laughs> here as a former ADA. How long do you think? Because it's going to be kind of when the prosecution's ready, right? So, how long do you think the prosecution needs to get ready for a for a retrial? Um, I mean, if they do, were to- do they just use they just go go back to war with the same war chest, or do they? They have the opportunity to find new witnesses, explore new things, uh, talk to an Anthony Fox. I mean, there's a million different things. How does, yeah. a, how does a retrial work? Well, I mean, you know, you're just going to have to – the court's going to have to set a date on their docket that they can do it, for one thing. And then um, the defense is going to have to, you know, be able to do it too, obviously, yeah. because they can't just, just do what you know, the state wants at that point. They're going to have to transcribe the record, the transcript too, I would, because – and that's a problem for the state here. Excuse my voice, everybody. The – um. Shadow's testimony, let's take that. Now there's already it's already been under oath and it's transcribed. Well Tom gets to use that next time. And we all saw her. Is she gonna stick to what she did? Well now he gets he can impeach her with that testimony. So that hurts the state, I think. That's a problem for them. They've already but got would you say impeach her with that? What do you mean? Well, I mean remove her pr- prior as a, inco- as a witness? It, it, well, no, I'm just I'm talking about hit her with inconsistent statements that okay. she made. That she because you could see her, she's not gonna testify. Well, no witnesses really ever do. Everything changes a little bit after Every time she changes, you know, testify. But she's easy about to hit her with her previous testimony being this trial 
in the next trial because we know she ain't going to be consistent because she ain't a consistent person. Everybody saw that. You can see that. You don't know what did come out of her mouth next time. So they got, they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to get the record ready um, they, or at least portions of it that Tom, the defense, is going to want. And I'm assuming he's going to want that. I would. I wouldn't see why I wouldn't. And then um, they're going to just have to resubpoena all the witnesses and, and start it over. I mean, they could do it. I had one like this, and we um, said it like four weeks later in Judge Gowan's courtroom. So you can do it in about four weeks I mean, if you're really trying to – now, if the judge wants to move it. And in that case, Judge Gowan that we had, which is the Birdland case we talk about, yeah. wanted to move it. And so we did, and um, we, we wanted to move the case rather quickly. So we did. So if Judge Peterson wants to get this along and she could fit it in, she could do it, and they could probably get ready. And Because you, know, you just got to re-subpoena the same witnesses you had, make sure the record's ready, and those kind so, of things. So it shouldn't well, be too bad. Because I would think you would want to get this in before the holidays. Yeah, I think they could do that. I think it's um, Thanksgiving week's going to be off limits. Uh, I'm guessing nobody does anything the last two weeks of December, first week of January. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, so so de- December's, if it ain't the first week of December, it's off the... Here's a joke I used to always say. I always had, I always called it my annual Christmas trial. For some reason, judges want to have a trial during, right before the holidays, like yeah. right before, right after Thanksgiving or right before Christmas. Every year had one. But after that, yeah, I mean, it's until January 7th or so, you're not going to so get anything done. This thing either happens, I, I would say, first half of November, first half of December. Yeah, or, you know, I mean, you can move it to, I mean, I could see them getting in the middle of October, something like that. Depends. I don't know what her docket looks like yeah. or what she's got scheduled, but if they want to get it done, that's what they would do. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how the states can see how hard they push it. If the defense is available to do it, then I, Tom, I heard Tom is, you know, he's got a busy, busy schedule, so I don't know what his schedule's like. It's going to depend on a lot of factors. Is there any? Does it benefit one side or the other to drag it out, or it happen quicker? I mean, I don't know if really at this point because you've got already got these witnesses' testimony. You yeah. know, I think they've already had a trial, so I mean, it's not like there's going to be an issue about them forgetting things or. That sort of thing. No, I don't think it really. I don't think it's. I think it's actually. I think the. Like I said before, I think the defense is at a better advantage now because when it pertains to Shadow, which as we've seen is the crux of this whole thing, and I think now they've got her testimony recorded, and they can impeach her with it in the next trial, which they're going to do. I mean, they're because she's not going to stick to it. There's no way you could plainly see that. I mean, again, like I was saying, not every witness is. You, if you testified in two different trials, you're you're not going to say everything you said in the other trial. Some words are going to be different. Certain things you recollect may be a little different. It happens with everybody. Something doesn't mean you're lying. It just that's what happens. But with her, somebody like her, I mean, Tom's going to eat her alive. I'm just mean that's what's going to happen. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back with Sean Yorkron on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Stonington Farm Beef. Man, I cooked a big Stonington Farm sirloin last night and cut it up into like steak cubes, steak bites, whatever you want to call it. Uh, marinated it all day with some Jonesy Q Montreal Ecstasy Rub. Threw it on the pellet smoker last night, cranked up to 500. Man, I was only going to eat about a third of that thing. I ate well over half of it. I don't know if I have enough left for another meal. It was that good. That's that grass-fed difference there. 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, mRNA-free, steroid-free, antibiotic-free, locally sourced and raised beef right here in Mississippi. That's Stonington Farm. They come up here to central Mississippi once a month uh, to Brandon, Ridgeland, and Florence for local drop-off. And I, you can get it uh, between now and then, too. 
Uh, you had to get with them on that, on the logistics. But check them out online, stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two ends and experience the grass fed difference. All right, we got a caller on hold. Let's hit the caller real quick. Hey, you're on there. Uh, yeah, I've got two questions. The, he was charged with two counts. One was murder, and one was a felony possession of a gu- gun. Mm. They mistrialed on the murder charge. What happened to the gun charge? They mistrialed, excuse me, on both charges. Apparently, they did not actually catch him with the gun. Yeah, that's what Therese was telling us yesterday. Yeah, we got him with the ammo, but not the gun. Now, I have a guy that I know who's sitting out in, um, rich, sitting out in Madison County right now. Well, I assume he's in Madison County. Wherever he's at, it, it happened in Madison County. Uh, he was a felon, a two-time felon that got that got caught buying ammo, and is in and is in jail now for for possession of ammunition. I thought you couldn't have possession of firearm or ammo. Um, I've never seen this. I saw the federal. You know, the first time I ever saw the federal charge was during that Marshawn Chrysler stuff, where yeah. they he was selling ammo or allegedly selling yeah. ammo. I've never seen anybody charged with that on the state level, though. At least I've never handled that. So yeah. now, now you you were saying, or somebody was saying that you you would turn over the 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 firearm charge to the feds. But hey, why don't you can pick do this that? Up? That's what I would. Yeah, I would. If I were them, I would refer the. I mean, they could also the feds can prosecute it as well. So yeah, they you know they may do that. I mean, so. All right, um, I've got a second question. This is for Sean, and don't let me put words in your mouth. Sure. Have I not I heard you say something to the effect that the phone data. Cell phone data was enough to convict him. Well, I think it's in culmination with all the evidence. It is enough to convict him in my mind. That's what it meant. And well, that's I, interesting because cell phone data is infallible in this case, but it's not infallible in the 2000 mule situation. Interesting. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the pings, which is different than, but I don't know. I've never seen the mule thing, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I I agree with you. I know what you're talking about, and I, I've brought the same thing up. It, it, if it's if it's good enough for this, if it's good enough to, um, if it's good enough to arrest everybody at January 6th, it, it's absolutely good enough to handle the 2,000 mule thing. But you know, they're going to stick their head in the sand and deny. Great phone call, brother. Thank you. Um, now, Sean, you were saying during the during the uh, break that if if it was you. You, you would offer manslaughter, a manslaughter charge. Yeah, I think, uh, right, yeah, I'd offer a manslaughter plea on this one at this point. Be after this trial, I think it's probably the best way to do it because, you know, they've got, again, you've got a transcript now with Shadow's testimony, which is only going to hurt. It's not going to get any better with the next trial. Her testimony is not going to get, she's not going to become a better witness. And that's what the crux of this was. That's what kind of hurt her, you know, um, so uh, hurt them, I think, at least. And even some of the callers, I think, called in and said, that was the issue they felt. That's, the, that's the overwhelming sense that I get from all my text messages yeah. and everything I see online is, is that she she ruined this for the yeah. for, for the prosecution. And it's and it's going to be worse next time. Having experienced this kind of situation where there is a you know a form, there's previous testimony out there and using it against a witness like her especially. It's bad. Yeah, I'd offer a manslaughter if he'd take it, and I bet you he wouldn't. I don't think he would. I don't, In my mind, he's not going to take <clears> it. I don't think I would at this point. Yeah. Yeah, like, I may not. I, I was sitting there weighing it out. I, I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. What would a what would a manslaughter charge potentially carry? Twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Out and. I think it's an eighty. I don't know what they changed that. I think it's an eighty-five percent crime. I'm not a hundred percent sure that. I had to look that up. But yeah, I mean, he'd do. You know, I, I don't know that. I'd have looked. It used to be that, but I don't know what it is now. I know they changed the law on certain things. Um, you know, he served some time. He he'd probably do another fifteen years or so. 
Yeah, that's that's, I mean, that's 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 basically a life sentence when you're if you're sixty, you're talking about getting out. Of is he that old? Yeah, I mean he's fifty nine, sixty years old, yeah. something like that. Oh, yeah. that 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 is a life sentence. I mean, so he's mm. he, he's fighting for his freedom here. I mean, they could offer him manslaughter in ten years. They could do that. They don't have to give him the full twenty. I mean, sure. that's just the max on it. I mean, they could do whatever was you know, they could negotiate it out. Yeah, you then, know. You, then you get time served. Yeah, he's gonna get time served, and maybe he does another years or yeah. something like that. If the victims, you know, but now Bobby, you know, one thing as a prosecutor, you also got to deal with the victim's family. And I've had many situations where they ain't going to, I mean, you could do what you want, but you want to do what they want to, they want done. Sure. That's your, you know, you want to do that. And um, so they may not be in agreement with that. They may be you know, more likely to do that now after seeing this trial. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell somebody that, you know, your loved one got, I've been in this situation more times than I, <laughs> than I cared to have been. You know, it's, it's hard to tell somebody whose family member that died that, hey, man, all we can get is five years or, or six years because the case sucks. Like, that's that's tough. It is really a tough conversation to have with somebody, especially yeah. for people that you can tell by his family, like people that actually cared about their loved one that died. You know, there's many situations where I hate to say it, but they just didn't care. But sure. there's um, but you could tell. I mean, I'm just judging this by what I see on TV and them in the community that they actually cared about him and that so it's not easy to just tell them hey look we can only get you five to six years yeah a lot of times in these cases it's in in, in these in jackson just to be blunt here it's a two for one yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. Bad, it's, it's bad guy taking out bad guy oh i mean i remember i tried a guy that had killed like 20 people and then somebody he knew killed him and then you know we convicted him my boss was like we got a two for one on that one i was like heck yeah we did because the guy that died was worse than the one that killed him all right let's take a break real quick brandon presley has replied to my tweet oh, i yeah. will open it up and read it to close out the show stay tuned we'll be right back on 103.9 fm wyab all right welcome back in to the Clay Edwards is famous on TikTok show. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty impressive today, actually, about that. So. Well, yeah, look, man, it's the it's the, it's it's harnessing a medium and taking advantage of it when other people aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw an opportunity and to to pull my head out of the sand and say, okay, well, TikTok's evil, then I need to be on there doing good. Yeah, instead of saying ban it. And uh, so, anyway, with that said, our TikTok video. And I say our because I feel like I'm the voice of you guys. Um, I just happen to be the one crazy enough to put my face on it and say it. Uh, that that is what finally reached Brandon Presley here, and I said uh, so. I said to Brandon Presley, I said, I said just to confirm, that's no mask mandates or lockdowns, no as in none. He said yes, no on all. Please clear this up with your TikTok followers. Also, let me hit the little heart emoji there. Uh, now look again. I'll still vote Democrat when I'm dead, but respect to Brandon Presley for reaching out <laughs> in a uh, what I would consider a bit of an adversarial environment and, yeah. uh, and and clearing that up. So it's pretty cool. The power, the power of this show, the power of social media, the power of WYAB. Uh, we're, we're moving the needle in these statewide elections. So pat yourselves on the back, guys. Yeah, you know I can I can I can scream it till I'm blue in the face, but you guys watching and sharing the videos. And this podcast and listen to this radio show is what moves the needle. So thank you all for helping move the needle. And uh, we now we got both statewide gubernatorial candidates on record saying no mask mandates, no lockdowns. I like it. Sean, great show today, man. Thank you yeah. for coming in this week. Of course, we'll see you Friday, yep. assuming you're not dead by then. Yeah, my, my COVID goes away. <laughs> all right, y'all stay blessed. Coming up next, Mike Madison, followed by Jameson Haygood and Kim Wade, 4 to 6. See you tomorrow, ClayEdwardShow.com.
Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.